Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie here with my co-host Ariel. Hey guys. And we are super excited to talk about Paul Bernardo, aka the Scarborough Rebus, aka the Cannon Barbie Killers. Yes. So before we get started, we're going to talk about what we're drinking, like we told you. We call it the cafe for a reason. We love to try new things. So today I'm drinking a very fancy French vanilla coffee mm-hmm. from a local coffee place. And they're delicious, and they're only near Ariel's house, not near mine. So every time I come visit Ariel, I have to get it. <laughs> or if I come visit you, I have I'm to making, get it yes, on my way there. That's a fact. <laughs> um, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm just drinking plain old coffee that I made at home. <laughs> <laughs> I did offer her coffee, guys. She I just did, want you yeah. to point out. I was not like an asshole here. <laughs> no, I had already made it. It's lovely and it's decaf, so, you know, I knew Stephanie would not want it. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. My husband calls it a cup of flies. <laughs> I support that 100%. <laughs> like, okay, but I can't have caffeine, so, but I still want coffee. I only, I thrive on caffeine. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Paul Kenneth Bernardo, born August 27th, 1964, also known as Paul Jason Teal, also known as the Scarborough Racist. R- racist. Wow, rapist. Uh-huh. <laughs> also known as the Ken and Barbie killer. So he has a lot of names going on. So you'll hear us talk about them throughout uh, the podcast. So he's actually Canadian serial killer and rapist. Uh, he's known for initially committing a series of rapes in Scarborough, Ontario between 1987 and 1990. He committed three brutal murders with his then wife, Carla Homoka. Among these victims was his young sister-in-law, Tammy Homoka, and then after his capture and conviction, he was sentenced to life imprisonment and later declared a dangerous offender unlikely to be released. Yeah, this guy was pretty messed up. Yeah. And so before I forget to mention, before I talk about his early life, there is a movie um, you can watch on Amazon Prime, and it's just called Carla. It's so good. It's so well done, um, but it's all about... it's done from the point of view of his wife um but it's just like a really good i mean it's fucked up they show all kinds of crazy shit but it's really good so i highly recommend like if you guys like this story take a little watch on amazon prime living that prime life yep love it all right so ariel's gonna jump into his early life so on the outside Paul Bernardo had a fairly normal upbringing. His parents were well off, they lived in a nice neighborhood, Um, but on the inside, his life was not so normal. In 1975, Paul's father was accused of child molestation, uh, and there were actually rumors that he molested his own daughter, so that's fun. Um, He also, so his mother, when all of this came out about his father and the molestation, um, accusations. His mother became very, very depressed. And Understandable. She basically, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I, don't, I mean, she didn't leave him. Instead of leaving him, she's just like, "I'm gonna go live in the basement." I mean, to each his own. Whatever. You almost wonder if it's by choice. I know, right? So she retreated to living in the basement of the home in order to avoid her husband and children. Um, but despite Bernardo's home life, he put on a very good show to people in town and at school. Uh, in general, he appears to be a very well-mannered, well-adjusted kid. Uh, some parents have even been quoted saying that he was the perfect child. Yikes. Right? <laughs> Little did they know. Yes, seriously. Uh, and he also, he did well in school. He was pretty popular, especially with the girls. Because um, he just has that, those charming, you know, 
good looks. He had a good personality, or at least he pretended to have a good personality. Yeah, he actually wasn't a bad-looking guy. I mean, no. some of them are super creepy, but if you look back at, like, especially in that age, I right. mean, in that time frame, he would yes. have been considered a very charming right. individual. But I looked at him, and I was like, oh, I've seen way scarier. Like, he looked very normal. He's not one of those people. Like, you know how some people you, like, you're like yeah, you look like a serial killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he looks super not normal. one of them. Yeah. Um... So while Bernardo did well to hide his real life, inside he had already developed some pretty different views on sex and women in general. Um, some people, and I can kind of get on this bandwagon, um, believe that this started when his mother revealed that he was the product of an affair that she had while still married to his father. Um, when Bernardo received this information, he just went into a rage. Uh, and at that point, he started openly insulting and demeaning his mother. Like, he would call her a slut, a whore. Like, so I think that this was probably, like, he already had some fucked up views on women. But then when this happened, he was like, all right, that's it. I hate women. Which, as we both know, a lot of serial killers end up that way because of their mother or their father or something in their childhood. Uh, so... Even though he was, like, openly uh, demeaning his mother, he still was able to put on a pretty good show uh, on the outside. He graduated high school. He went to college. Uh, he went on to work in sales for a little while. He did pretty well. Um, he also ended up doing a little bit of um, illegal selling of cigarettes. Like, huh. he, yeah, I guess him and his friend had a little bit of a side gig. Um, where they would just, like, bring cigarettes over the border. Um, I think it's funny that, like, that, that's a pe- like that's what a petty crime was I then. know, right. You know, because now it's like, okay, yeah. we don't want to sell to 21-year-olds, but, like, then right. it was, like, and it was so easy to get. So easy. But, so he made, act- he actually made some pretty good money, and not only did he make good money, but he was able to kind of perfect his skills um, at lying lying and picking up women and so him and his friend while they were traveling they would stop in bars and practice their you know pickup skills um so then a little later on in 1987 he was at um a conference for i believe it was for sales um there's a couple different conferences going on in the same building but so this is where he actually met future wife carla homolka um, Carla was a pretty young blonde, and um, according to her, they were both immediately attracted to each other. Uh, early on in their relationship, she made it known that she not only would partake in Bernardo's sadistic sexual activities, but she encouraged them. And actually, a few of the serial killers we're going to talk about um, in the next few weeks. It's very odd because a lot of them seem to have started finding their matches. <laughs> And again, everyone I've talked about this, how do you have that conversation? Like, you're just like, so I love rape. And they're like, same. And murder. And you're like, same. Right. Soulmates. Like, I don't, it's just, you know, those. And it's like, or does it just happen? And they're there and they're not against it. So you don't have to kill them. They join. Like, I'm just so intrigued as to how this plays out. Yeah. Um, So, and it was soon after. So they met, they started dating. Um, and very soon after that is when he started to rape women and not only did he rape them but he was very open with carla about the fact that he did so 
Um, yeah, like he would come home and be like, so rip this girl on the way home today. Right. Like, real ca- like yeah. how was your day? Well, I raped someone. Right. Oh, okay, cool. And she was just like, okay, dear, here's dinner. Like, yeah. no biggie. It's It was very, very strange. Um, but so this is about the time that the media came up with the name the Scarborough Rapist. Obviously not knowing it was him. Um, but this is kind of when I, they started getting reported that women in the area were getting raped. Um, he didn't always succeed in raping them, but he would, it, there'd be some sort of an attack, um, of some kind. So one source of friction between the couple, this is creepy AF, uh, was Bernardo's incessant complaint that Homolka had not been a virgin when they met, but it gets worse. So it's not only was she not a virgin, but he was absolutely obsessed with her 15 year old sister, Tammy basically because she was young blonde and a virgin like so he was everything that she want that he wanted yeah carla to be um and he was like super open about it he would like take her sister out for the day and come back you know hours later like it was no big deal right and like carla's just like at home like hanging out by herself i don't know and especially her knowing what he does to women it's like you're just real cool with that huh yep yep yeah. Messed up. Um, so then Bernardo basically approaches Tammy and is like, hey, so you know what would make me super happy? Um, I if, can't wait to. <laughs> <laughs> if I could take your sister's virginity. And obviously she's like, right, but how do we do that? Because she's not going to let you. So I like how that's, that's her response. Right. Not, yeah. not like, oh my God, that's awful. You can't do that. No, 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 no. She's like, but how? Oh, so... At the time, oh yeah, Carla was working at a vet's office, like a veterinarian's office, and so obviously she had access to some like sedatives and that kind of stuff. I mean, not meant for people or not meant for her to take, but Bernardo's right. grand plan was for her to steal some of the sedatives, bring them home, and they were just gonna get her sister real drunk, sedate her, and he was just gonna you know little rapey rape, well just just a little rapey rape, you know. Um, so, for some reason, Collar was like, deal. She was very, um, and it does come out later, like, in interviews with, um, psychiatrists and stuff with her. Obviously, she had some mental issues before he, she met him. This is not all, Because she, like, they met and she was already like, yeah, I'm already down with this rape murder thing. Exactly. So, clearly she was. they talk about, both of them have been been interviewed, that, so they meet and, like, within an hour, they're already having sex. And she was 17. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, she really did not. I feel like in this day and age, it would take me six months to be like, I still don't know if I like you. I know. Seriously, though. Thank God I'm married. (laughs) Me and dating would be really a bad pair in this day and age. Um, so Carla does end up taking, um, an anesthetic from the veterinary clinic where she works. Um, and, oh, geez Louise. So at that point, it's a couple days before Christmas and Carla's family's having a little, uh, you know, Christmas party. So once every, like all the family members had kind of started to go home, the couple, um, brought Tammy, 15 years old into it's like a refinished part of the house in the basement um and carla just held so they got her really drunk right and then um the sedative or the anesthetic that she had she soaked a cloth in it put it over her sister's face 
until our sister passed out. Um, and not only did she watch Bernardo rape her sister, but, like, he also wanted her in on it. Like, he wanted her performing sexual acts on her sister. And, fun fact, he likes to record all of this. Of course he does. So that's, like, super, super creepy. Um, so the couple basically rape her together. However... Uh, during the attack, Tammy begins choking on her own vomit, and she dies. Yeah, which was actually accidental, guys. Like, yeah. they did not intend to kill her mm-hmm. at all, and so this escalated very fast. Like, they obviously knew they wanted to rape her, but, like, m- murder was not... Not in the cards. Not in the cards at all, so... Right. This was actually a big, like, pivotal moment mm-hmm. in both of their lives, because obviously, like, this went very wrong very fast. Right, and now this is, like, a big secret... Yeah. Like, the messed up, even more messed up part is that Carla looked at it as a way of them, like, becoming closer because they had this secret. And Bernardo was just like, she's fucked now. I've got this on her. You know what I mean? Like, And she was like, well, he can't leave me now because I know this. Right. And you he know, was I'm like, well, she can't say anything. I can rape and kill whoever I want because she killed her sister. Like, yeah. And at the end of the day, she probably would have been the one would be accused of it because she stole the sedative and gave it to her her. like she was clearly complicit in all of it right um so let's see so after the rape and death of her sister um carla remained with bernardo of course so they eventually move in together oh we forgot to add in the autopsy they didn't detect the drugs yeah. in her system because it wasn't. Some, it was for animals. It was so a they for right. Animals. So like, they like were like, oh, it was an accident. Like we're not sure. Yeah, like they just Sorry. thought she was young and dumb and had too much to drink. Yeah, and almost like chose. alcohol poisoning. Yeah, taking her. So the family wasn't like weird. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh my gosh, like what a terrible accident. Yeah, but just that's yeah, wants to that out there. So yeah, yeah Carla remained with Bernardo because yeah. of course she did. <laughs> um, so during this time, Bernardo began to blame Carla for the death of her sister, and complained that he could no longer use her for his own sexual pleasure. Uh, I'm not shocked by this. At all. Uh, it's just, I am though. Like I know that he's a piece of shit. I think I'm more shocked that she was just like, yeah, babe, you're right. I think totally I'm not shocked because, fault. like, from the get-go, he was like, I can't have sex with you, you crazy virgin. So this right. obviously, like, really put the nail in the coffin because I feel like one of the only reasons he really w- w- did stay with her was because he had access to her sister. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Well, so, <clears throat> um, because Carla just, she very much valued and needed Bernardo's approval in every aspect of her life. Um, so, being the good girlfriend that she was... She came up with the idea to help Bernardo find another substitute virgin to be with. Um, so Carla, it was actually... How kind. A, I know, right? <laughs> it was actually a friend of hers. Um, they just have her listed named Jane. I don't, there's no other information on her. Um, but So she invited the teen out to dinner. And just like she'd done with Tammy, she spiked the girl's drinks. Uh, and then invited her back to their house. Then, obviously, she didn't learn her fucking lesson. She administered the same drug she used to date her sister and just was like, here you go, dear. Here's a new virgin for you. You're welcome. Right? (laughs) And, per usual, he forced... I I can't say he forces. He requires um, that she be in on the attack. So they both brutally attack her while she's unconscious, um, videotaping all... Um, of the assault 
I mean, I guess this is the kind of good thing is that, sorry guys, Freya's stepping on me. <laughs> she, it was actually very entertaining if she just watched that. All right. She's cold. She just wanted to go under the blanket. Yeah, that's all it is. Oh my goodness. Uh, one day we'll be recording without dogs or kids in the room. <clears throat> well, maybe not. Maybe it'll become our trademark. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. Okay, couple brutally attacks her. They videotape the whole thing. Um, sh- they don't kill her, though. Um, and so I guess they got the dosage down this yeah, time. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so when she wakes up, though, poor thing, she, like, she knows that something is wrong, but she doesn't know what, like, actually what happens. So they're just like, oh, yeah, you got drunk. Okay, love you, bye. Yeah, like, she's super sick, super sore, has no idea they violated her. Yeah. Like, and it's just uh, weird. I wonder what happened. Right. So, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so, after this lovely event, um, Bernardo began to really want to share his rapes with Carla even more. Uh, he, and like Stephanie said earlier, he would literally come home from work and just be like, hey, babe, break another girl on my way home. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Carla, she didn't really let it show that it bothered her. And I feel like it probably did, but like we've talked about, her her gaining his approval was so important that like it's not like she would have spoken up or like been like ever shown that she was uncomfortable because she didn't want him to leave her or like she needed him and was very reliant on him that was really important to her so she would have never been like can you just not tell me that because he would have been like also she took it as like a she wasn't good enough for him Mm. And every time he would rape another girl, she'd be like, okay, well, I just have to do better. You know, I have to make myself more attractive to him. I have to. And so that was probably a big part of when she really got into, like, the sadomasochistic, like, rape. And she, like, they very much had, like, a master and slave relationship. And I don't necessarily know that she would have been into that had she just met someone normal i was gonna say a normal person yeah yeah which is crazy it's just crazy like that one person is right to find you i am curious to know like i guess more of her childhood like what made her like this they do not discuss her parents in anything any articles any movies nothing her parents are not even brought up so i don't know like what the deal is there um but i feel like they're like you don't just you're not just born being like, yeah, I can. This is how I'm gonna be. You know, I'm just gonna let people totally abuse and take advantage. And even of if me. you say we're born, say there's like some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain, though. Like in order to act upon it or whatever, then you need to have that opportunity and like be with those bad influences and like bad things generally happen to a lot of serial killers as children, which escalates like that chemical in their brain or that thing that like clicks in their brain that's like okay so right you know shitty shit happened and now i'm just gonna go be a shittier person like i don't know generally it's like you usually you have an experience that sets you off Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering what hers was that got her to this point because she was already fucked up by the time she met bernardo exactly and she was still young but clearly something happened that just like totally messed her up yeah. Um, all right, Steph, you want to talk a little bit about Leslie Mahaffey? Yeah. I don't know if that's how you say her name. I'm really it look, sorry. It looks accurate. Yeah. So on June 15th of 1991, Bernardo kidnapped Leslie Mahaffey and brought her to him and Carla's home. They repeatedly raped her over several days, videotaping many of the brutal assaults. They eventually murdered her, cut her body into pieces, encased the pieces in cement, 
and then threw them into a lake, which is so many steps, so first many of steps. all. I feel like there's got to be an easier way to get rid of a body. I mean, there is, but, like, that's so many. And, I mean, just think of... Think of how much thought you put into something like that. I know, right? Because that's not like, oh, let's, sh- oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, the sister was an accident, but, like, this was clearly calculated. Like, when we're done, this is exactly how we're going to dispose. Like, they clearly must have had these conversations. But you know what I want to know, though, is, and I don't know how accurate the, like, made-for-TV movie is, because in the made-for-TV movie, he did not plan on killing her. She, like, he took the blindfold off and was like, keep your eyes shut. She opened her eyes, and then he was like, what the fuck? Now I have to kill her. Again, I don't know if that's actually how it went down, but yeah. in the movie, that's what happens. And then he's just like, it's cool. We'll just cut, kill her and cut her up. And the also don't know if it's 100%. I love that he, like, trusted her. He's like, so just don't open her eyes, okay? Like, clearly, right. she's going to open her eyes. She's yes, scared to death. she's scared to death. And that's what it was. She just opened her eyes and then was like, oh, my God. Like, so I think it was more that he could be identified. But here's the other weird thing. Okay, he's so worried about being identified. In all of the rapes, he doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't try to hide, like... He doesn't try to hide who he is. No. So every single woman gives, like, a really accurate description of this guy. Yeah, and we'll talk about that when we get into, like, his arrest and conviction mm. and all that. But He's it's true. Like it was like a cocky mofo. Yeah, which most of them are. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think you have to be. So on June 29th of 1991... Some of her remains were actually found by a couple who were canoeing in the lake. Shockingly, this didn't bother either of them. Like, Carla and Bernardo were like, whatever, who cares if they found some body parts? Right. No, I think it was June 15th that they found her or something like that. No, June 15th is when he kidnapped her. Oh, okay. Because there's a And then on the 29th, they found her. Yeah, but there's a date. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Because then they got married on the day that these remains are found. And then... Since it didn't bother them so much so, like Ariel just said, they literally just went and got married. Yeah, no biggie. Um, they were like, you know what, this is just a great, this is a great moment to solidify our relationship. So the wedding was, and again, extremely extravagant. It wasn't like very they just like showy. went to a courthouse. It was very like showy and over the top. And like Bernarda used it to be like, I have this perfect life and this perfect wife and everything's so great. And it's just crazy. Like, oh, you're just going to go get married and mm-hmm. throw this big old wedding. Yeah. Insane. So it should be noted, though, that in the vows, Bernardo insisted that they say that they love, honor and obey. obey. And not that they say only that Carla. Well, yeah, had to say that. So obviously and like, come like, on, red flags, guys. Hello. Seriously. <laughs> So, yeah, they got married. And then about a year later, on April 16th of 1992, the couple kidnapped a young girl by the name of Kristen French. Bernardo drove, and Carla actually lured Kristen into their car by asking for directions. Um, And the couple took French to their home for several days, like everyone else, videotaped, raped, tortured, um, humiliated the teen. French actually fought, like, super hard to survive um by doing what the couple asked she tried not to cry like she tried to do exactly what they wanted they wanted her to do um so that she could live she was like if i don't do anything maybe they'll let me go whatever and interesting fact actually is that uh she kristen actually tried to leave clues like where she was yeah um throughout it like she left her shoes somewhere she left like a piece of a map that she had or Mm -hmm. something like she ripped it off and left the corner she actively tried to be like if i'm dead like please these are the clues i'm leaving for you um so that was actually super crazy because even in all this she was like 
Right. No, someone's going to know that they did this to me. Yeah. So, like it's I said. good for her because she was young. I think she was like 15 or something. Yeah, she was super 15. compliant, but they didn't care. Before they left for Easter Sunday dinner Ugh. with Carla's family, they murdered her. Mm-hmm. Her body was found in a ditch in Burlington, Ontario on April 30th. So, that sucks. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're just going to go kill her and then praise the Lord, you know. So Carla, obviously we know was an obedient wife, continued to help Bernardo kidnap young girls, rape them, kill them, dispose of them, the whole nine. Uh, He was obviously still very abusive to her, physically and mentally, Mm -hmm. which did not help the situation in the slightest because she was already, like, super fucked up. So this definitely wasn't making that better for her. So Carla definitely, like Ariel said earlier, felt like she wasn't good enough no matter what she did. Like, she was super inadequate, like, could not make him happy. Um, and friends actually would talk of the couple, like, about how Bernard openly cheated on her and was rude to her and talked down to her in front of them, but no one obviously knew the extent of how right. bad things were. Because, like we said, though Carla wouldn't have shown that she was upset, we don't know how much of this she actually right. was complicit to. Like, I think the rapes and stuff, but I don't know if, like, the murder... Because for a while it was just like, oh, young girls, oh, I want to rape young girls, and then it escalated to, like, killing people, and we don't right. know how okay she was with that but by then she was so brainwashed that i don't think she would have realized well and also you gotta think because he videotaped all of this she was in the videotapes yeah she knew that if god forbid anything happened and he's cocky so he doesn't care if he gets caught right no like he wouldn't have given zero fucks Mm -hmm. so after only two years of marriage in january of 1993 carla separated from bernardo after months of the physical abuse his attacks had become more and more violent as time was going on and actually resulted in her being hospitalized. So she moved with moved in with a friend of her sister who was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. So around the same time all this is going on, evidence against the Scarborough rapist was building. And more than 18 women had reported either being raped or attacked by a similar-looking man. Because, again, no effort in hiding his identity no. whatsoever. Doesn't care. Probably very proud of what he's done so far. And so, therefore, like... it's well, like it's been years, and he's just getting away with it. Yeah. Not trying to hide his identity, nothing. And so, on November 17th of uh, 1998... Is it 98 or 88? No, it's 88. 88. It kind of goes... The dates oh. go back and forth a little uh, bit. Metro Police for, formed a task force to catch the Oh, yes, yes, I read about this. The police were able to put a sketch together of the suspects and release it to the public. Obviously, it looked just like Bernardo... Mm-hmm. And one of his co-workers... It looks just like him. One of his co-workers was literally like, I know that dude, we work (laughs) together. So from May to September of 1990, so now this is two years, police submitted more than 130 suspects samples for DNA testing. They received two reports that the person they were seeking was Bernardo. So they have, like, concrete evidence here. Yeah. This is not, like... Positive DNA. Like, 100%, like, people have picked Mm -hmm. him out of a lineup. They have DNA evidence. Like, co-workers are like, that's definitely that dude. Like, 100%. So, the first in June had been filed by a bank employee that was one of the DNA samples that matched. And then the second was from Tina Smyrnas, who was the wife of one of the three Smyrnas brothers who were among Bernardo's closest friends. Right. So, she was like, went to the cops and was like, listen, I'm telling you, like, this is your guy. So, they, like, have some dna evidence they have people coming and being like listen i'm telling you this is the guy yeah like there is again like i said overwhelming evidence mm-hmm. like so many people are like this is who you want this is it right so smyrna's like was like 
okay. Uh, he's talked to me about his sex life. He tells me he's right. like, I have sex. Like, he's told me all these things, like red flags everywhere, okay? Right. And the police basically were like, we don't know if we should take you seriously. Yeah. Which, hello, like, you're, we're giving you. And it was literally. It's like someone's only- handing you a present with a bow on it, and you're just like, I don't actually think I'm going to open this, no, but thanks. thank you for doing all the work anyway. And they just said because, like, she was awkward and, like, uncomfortable and seemed uncertain. What? Because she's reporting her yeah. husband's best friend to the police for being the Scarborough rapist. Which, hello, he could kill her. Uh, yeah, like, right. Obviously, you're going to be awkward and uncomfortable that he's going to find out. Mm-hmm. So after cross-checking several files, because God forbid they just listened to this poor girl, right. they decide to interview Bernardo. So November 20th of 1990, they interview him, interviewed him. It lasted 35 minutes and, not shockingly, mm-hmm. he voluntarily was like, here's my DNA. Test right. away, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So... When Hold the, on, I think that we messed up a little bit there. So they did not actually have positive DNA um, for him at this. When she went in and was like, listen, I think it's this guy. They hadn't gotten it yet, but it was soon after that they did get it. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I messed up there. Uh, so the detectives asked Bernardo why he thought he was being investigated for the rape, and he committed that he resembled. He admitted, he was like, yeah, I obviously resemble that dude. Mm-hmm. And but so, he was so cocky right. that the cops were just like, Pfft. This, it can't be this guy. So, what, guys? What did you say? Yes, he was released the next day. You're yeah, right. Of course You're he was. You're 100% right. Uh, so, more than two years mm-hmm. later, the results from the DNA testing were finally provided to the police. Which, again, I mean, this is like an epidemic we talk about all over the world right. to this day. I we mean, like, backed up. backlog I mean, of to, DNA to testing yeah. is insane. You know, um, Mariska Haggerty, who plays Olivia Benson SVU, literally does an entire project and did a docuseries on HBO about testing rape kits in the backlog Ooh, because there are literally just so many that. people that could have been caught yeah, or still could be caught. They're still out there raping. But their DNA just hasn't been tested. Mm-hmm. So two years later, okay, they're like, oh my god, that girl was right. It is Paul Bernardo. Mm-hmm. And she's probably like, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so during this time, before, before, they'd also interviewed Carla. And Carla had just been like, I'm a battered wife. I don't live with him. But one of the detectives noticed Ugh. that the watch she was wearing matched the description of the watch that Kristen French was wearing at the time of her disappearance. So Which, like, ballsy that. as fuck, man. Right? Like, it's ballsy. Like, you're, you're kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so during the interviews, Carla would not talk about any suspicions of Bernardo being the rapist or murderer and just focus on her physical abuse. So right. she was like, he abuses me. I'm a battered wife. I had no control over anything. Like, you know, I'm the victim here. So, Carla was staying with family at the time. She told her aunt and uncle everything. She admitted to being involved in some of his crimes, the death of her younger sister, and told, her, told them that the crimes committed in their home were all videotaped so Bernardo could watch them. Disgusting. Right? So gross. Ugh. So, police were notified, obviously. And, which I shouldn't say obviously because most people do not notify the police even when they have this type of yeah, confession. So, they family. reopened the investigation of Tammy Homoka's death. Yeah. Uh, they also put Bernardo under 24-hour surveillance, and then Carla soon met with a Niagara Falls lawyer, George Walker, who saw legal immunity in exchange for cooperation. But she was also placed under 24-hour surveillance. Right. So I'm sure they wanted to see if she was, like, going to follow him right. or tell him, tell him or him, like, tip him off right. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. Mm. So on February 17th, um, the Metro Sexual Assault Squad which I assume is much like Special Victims Unit. Um, In case you guys don't know, we were clearly referenced a lot of our SVU (laughs) because we've been watching it together since we were about 10. Yes. (laughs) Um, And the Green Ribbon Task Force detectives arrested Bernardo 
um, on several charges and obtained a search warrant. Unfortunately, there wasn't any usable evidence found in the house. However, the police still had the DNA match um, and also Carla's testimony. Um, so Carla's lawyer was not able to get her full immunity just because of her involvement in several of the rapes and murders. Um, however, she Which, again, yeah, understandable. Yeah, I don't think she should have gotten full immunity. Like, I, she I got agree. fucked up. Like, just because you're fucked up in the head doesn't mean... Right. Like, you were complicit at the time. Right. At least you at some point. You were doing. Like, yeah. Um, but so she was given a plea deal of 12 years in prison, which she accepted. This was actually, um, it, at the time, in Canada, people, like, lost their shit. Which, again, I can understand because... I mean, that happens now. Right. When you hear someone... Because it's ridiculous. And 12 you're like, years. Okay. So then, what? She can just get out. She's been out of prison for a long time. Like, yeah. she just gets out and she can live her life even though she actually helped her husband to kidnap and torture and rape these young girls. Um, yeah, so, she gets out like it was nothing. Right. Um, had she not taken the deal, which, I mean, she'd be an idiot if she didn't, but she would have been charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Hashtag great lawyer. Seriously. <laughs> great lawyer. Great lawyer. Um, so, Bernardo was tried for the murders of French and Mahaffey in 1995. Um, his trial included detailed testimony from Carla and videotapes of the rape. Can you imagine being on that jury? No. Oh, my God. No. That would just... No. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> just, it's a no for me. Um, Bernardo testified, however, that the deaths, many of the deaths were accidental, and he later claimed that Carla was the actual killer. Shocker. He just did the raping part. So, like, he's really not that I'm actually bad. just a rapist, guys, so I'm it actually a pretty decent human. Them. Thankfully, the jury was like, yeah, okay. So on September 1st, 1995, <laughs> Bernardo was convicted of a number of offenses, including uh, two first-degree murder charges, two aggravated sexual assaults, and sentenced to life in prison without parole for at least 25 years. Um, at that point, like we had said earlier, he was designated a dangerous offender, making him unlikely to ever be released. Which, again, very happy to hear that. We've seen so many people, so many serial killers so far get the death penalty, or not get life in prison and then get out for yeah. good behavior. So I'm right. glad that he did yeah, not get out for good behavior can. finally. Um, but it's just like, can you imagine had you just tested that right away, that I DNA? Know. Yeah. You would have saved people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like, you would have. Yeah. But. And so the other thing, and I know that there's really no way to avoid this, and at least he's in prison and blah, 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 but. He was not charged in the majority of the rapes that he committed. Right. So those, like, 17 or 18 people that came forward and said, like, yes, this was the guy, he didn't get charged in that. Which is crazy. No. I mean, again, he's off the streets, which is great, but I don't know. I would think that I would want him to have been charged with it, you know? But, I mean, it is what it is. At least he's off the streets. So... Yeah. Um, you want to talk some fun facts? Yeah. So we're adding also a little fun fact section. So we find some really cool stuff that doesn't overly fit into the story or is just kind of cool to know after the right. fact. We're going to talk about them at the end after we get through each Sarah Killer's arrest just because there's some cool info out this there. This first one is my fave. So, yeah. Okay. So, guys, fave. fun fact number one. Paul Bernardo was a failed rap artist. Like, loved rap and was going to be a musician. And... Failed, obviously, like I said. So probably why he became a serial killer. In <laughs> so, the, wait, in the movie, Carla, they have him... Okay, so guys, you know those, um like, keyboards? 
you had as a kid that had all the buttons you could press and it would play the music. Yes. Like, it would play different beats. He would, like, write his own. It's like in Friends when Ross, like, thinks he's a magician and he hits and it's, like, planes flying by. Yes. And he's like, cheer, cheer. <laughs> Oh my god. That's, that's what am- it was like. That's so amazing. He's just like recording himself hitting all these buttons with these like different like hip hop beats that have already been written. And he's like, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> that's and, amazing. Like, trying to rap to them. Oh god. So actually, incredible. just so you know, Chris and French, as we said, was his final victim. She actually took him into his music room in order to have her listen to his lyrics. Like when he I was say so like obsessed with himself. Yes. And obviously anyone who heard his lyrics was like super super hinty into his crimes like right. this clearly would have been a another red flag that was clearly overlooked but mm-hmm. i just find it very humorous that he was so de- even to the bitter end right a dedicated attempted rapper right so fun fact number one fun fact number two ariel uh so this is awful two other men were actually charged for bernardo's crimes so elizabeth bain uh, one of his victims her boyfriend was charged with second-degree murder and sentence in 1992. He was not released until 2000 and was not actually acquitted of the rape or murder until 2008. Like, you just ruined this guy's whole fucking life. Whole life. His whole life is but gone. But also, why did this take so long? Because if... All right, so he gets charged in 92. Bernardo is, gets charged in 95. Why was he not released until 2000? What, what's happening there? I think they have to go back and, like, truly make sure, and he might not have... That's stupid. I, I'm not saying it's not stupid. I'm just saying I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how it works. This is also why people hate the justice system, because things like this right. are endless, long, drawn-out processes right. when it's like, okay, clearly he was guilty. Uh, and then also Anthony Haymayer... Yeah. Sure. ...was convicted of assaulting a 15-year-old in 1987. He pled guilty at the advice of his lawyer... In 2006, it emerged that Bernardo had made a confession in relation to the case, so Anthony was finally exonerated in 2007. But again, like... 20 years! Spent in prison. And, like, guys, don't... I don't care what your lawyer says. Don't fucking plead guilty. If you're not not guilty. guilty. (laughs) My gosh, I know. Uh, Personally, I'd rather go to prison for life knowing that I tried to fight and prove that I was not guilty than just being like, you know what, not worth it, guilty. Yeah. What? No. Especially because, and what's crazy is he spent more time in jail, and he was just convicted of assaulting a 15-year-old. Like, he right. spent 20 years in prison, right. not even for murdering not even anyone, for murder. just for assault that he did not commit. And then our final fun fact, which is super crazy, is, okay, so as we told you, Homoka was released in 2005, because she only obviously took the plea deal for 12 years, went off the radar for a while kept obviously a super low profile because I'm sure like mad people were just as pissed the day she got convicted as the day she got released. So kept low profile until 2014. Her remaining sister, Lori, who's now Logan, was called as a witness in the murder trial of Luca Magnata. If you guys don't know who Luca Magnata is, he's a Canadian murderer. He became so obsessed with Homoka, he mailed Lori body parts. Okay, and... Luca Magnata is the serial or is the murderer in the Don't Fuck with Cats a documentary that recently came out on Netflix. So Lori was found to have no connection with the murder. Like obviously they were probably like, Do you know about this? Because he's sending you body parts. But super crazy that this serial killer, like, there was actually a vague connection with Luca Magnata and his documentary has came out very recently, I think Uh, a month ago at most. Yeah, right. So crazy fun facts, guys. I know. Oh my gosh. 
All right, so that is all we have for Paul Bernardo, aka the Scarborough Rapist. So he this is a good one. Yeah, this is a really good on one. This was actually like pretty fun. Yeah, and some of them are just really hard, as you'll see. Like, obviously, some of our episodes are shorter, but it's really just because there's just not as much info. Right. There was, like, endless info on Paul Bernardo. Yes. Like, obviously, Ted Bundy, we could do, like, 50 episodes on Ted right. Bundy. But then some people, it's like, so he was a killer. I know. like, okay. Right. <laughs> do I get anything He else? was born, he killed people, and died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's really hard. So some of our episodes are shorter. Please know it's not because we're, like, right. not as interested. But it's just... Some just don't have as much info out there. And we're going on whoever put whatever on the internet, since obviously we don't know all these killers, and chat with them. So, But thanks for listening. Please make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like us. Email us if you have any suggestions, questions, comments, concerns. Rate us on the App Store. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday.